on this episode of Action Film Face-Off. Before I wish for your annihilation, any last words? I think that's a really risky play. <laughs> to make it to the final four. I already bought the bomb. What am I going to do if I don't make it? Exactly. <laughs> Y'all got to play harder. Let's go, Bucharest. Let's go. <laughs> the Long Box Crusade presents Action Film Face Off. This episode, it's 2006. Versus 1987. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man 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 leaves. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hit. Welcome back to Action Film Face-Off, the show where two random years are selected. My brother brings an action film from one of those random years. I bring an action film from the other random year. Those two films do battle using a variety of criteria, and a champion will be crowned by the end of this episode. I am Jared Albrecht, the Death Probe. My co-host is my brother, Jason the Weasel Skull. We are both military combat vets who take our action very seriously. I'm just kidding. We're not that serious about it. So let's have some fun. On this episode, we have what I suspect is a half-blind fire. I suspect my brother Jason and I have both seen one of Dead or Alive before, and this is our first go-around with Detonator of 2006. Correct, Jason? You nailed it. Yes, indeed. We're going to score each of today's films on a scale of one through ten in five categories. Those categories are story, overall spectacle, best action scene, the hero, and the villain. And it's still not in that order. We're not changing it. Never, ever, ever. But we will have at the end the deduction round, where up to ten points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. 10 points is a lot. I don't think we've ever. No, I feel like, like the most we've two, ever taken is like two or maybe three. Maybe three if we really <laughs> were on, you know, if we had a bad day or something. <laughs> Let's be honest. We could have taken a lot from the Temple of Skulls. Is that what it was? That's, that's fair. Yeah, but we beat but it up in the regular rounds. <laughs> we did. We did. It's like, I mean, it, you're just kicking it when it's down at that point. Oh. <laughs> uh, Anyways, thank you, Jason. And as always, we are joined by a sniper, and it is that time of the year. We have the quarterly return of Kathy. She is the quarterly returning sniper. Welcome back to the show, Kathy, a.k.a. the MVP. MVP. Hello, boys. And as always, our sniper has just one point to give in each category. They can sway the scoring by a total of five points. And Kathy... I notice every time I ask you, give me your top three whatevers, the listeners hear this very succinct list, all right? But what we know when we record is that it's very difficult on you. You take a while. I've decided to make your life easier and make my life easier as the editor of this show. And I, I got a question for you I think you're going to like, okay? Okay, let's know, hear it. I need you to know your favorite Rutger Hauer movie and your favorite Wesley Snipes movie. Oh, that is so easy. Thank you very much. Favorite Redger Hauer movie is The Hitcher. Not bad. Not bad. As featured on this program on a Halloween special a couple years ago. 
And my favorite Wesley Snipes movie is Tu Wong Fu. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is Blade, of course. He'll also feature on Action Film Face Off. <laughs> Excellent choices, Kathy. Now, before our two films enter the Video Dome Arena, we are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy early access to special long box episodes, priority seating to be guests on shows like Action Film Face Off. We've got some more guests coming up for you guys from the club in the episodes to come. In fact, spoiler alert, if everything goes well, next episode, we got a guest from Down Under. He likes trimmers. Trimmers from Down Under. <laughs> We're not covering trimmers, though. Anyways, <laughs> these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helico Wolf. Oh. oh. Auburn Elvis. Blasted or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Clinton Robeson. Captain Entropy. Dave Collins. Battle Wagon. Ezra Gallo. Gary V. Gerald Green. And I'm not sure what order these shows come out, but I'm happy to say for the first time, we are welcoming Heinz K. Thank you for being our 40th, Heinz. He is our 40th Crusaders Club member. Nice. Let me catch up here. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Joke I, thought for me really, I thought you were really scrolling. That's me too. Jason Keen, Jason Lady, Jeremy L, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. That was smooth, man. That was like Harry Belafonte. Jim Meal, Joe Thomas, John Watson, Josh Strickland. Candace Ward. This gal, the captivating Kathy Bright, we call her the MVP. Whoop whoop, that's me. Matt and Lizzie Passo. Mark Ross. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. My main man, Spidey67. Spreadsheet. Steve Cronin. Tim Bryce. Tony Pennington. And Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Keep in mind, we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we will add you soon. But no worries. Let us know that we missed you by sending your emails to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll square you away. If you're asking yourself, how do I get in on this? How do I get on this Crusaders Club stuff? Patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as $1 a month. You get access to the Crusaders Club. Come and check it out. All right, this is what I want everybody to do. Turn down your funky German techno disco music, pay your taxes, and let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. This episode, I was assigned the year of 2006. I have selected Detonator. What year did the randomizer select for you, Jason? I got 1987 and put into our Videodome arena, Wanted. Dead or alive. Okay, folks, we got a fine matchup here. It's important to point out that this isn't Jared versus Jason. We each had to select from our assigned year. I might very well like his selection better than mine, and I do, or vice versa. This is all about us discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. Let us start with where we saw it. I had both of these on my Plex, so that was an easy no-brainer for me. Jason, did you uh, have to do some streaming, or how did you do this? 
Yeah, I plopped down the rental fee. Both of these films I got on Apple TV. So I rented them from Apple streaming. So they they want money for you to watch Detonator, huh? <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad, folks, but I hoping it was like a 99 cent special. It was not. It was not. What's it going right on Apple? Like three or four bucks? It was like four bucks for Detonator and about three bucks for One of Dead or Alive. <laughs> That seems like it should be the other way around. Uh, I would have thought, yeah. <laughs> but all right, we'll find out. Kathy, how did you do all this? Sadly, I f- fell under that spell like Jason did, and I rented Detonator on Apple TV. And actually, Wanted Dead or Alive is free on Tubi. So I watched it. My second viewings, I borrowed Jared's Plex server. Mm, I thought I saw somebody watch. I was wondering if it was you or Jason. I was like, somebody's watching Detonator. All right. And again, it's a blind fire, folks. So we we knew nothing of Detonator when we went in on this. We'll see how it does. You know what? I'm going to make a bold statement on behalf of everyone and say it was better than Alan Quartermain and the Temple's Calls. I'll I'll agree with that. We'll get into it. I will agree with that as well. And that's just a minor spoiler, but here is your official spoiler warning. From this point on, anything goes. If you're worried about getting these movies spoiled, we recommend you pause here, and we will join you on the other side of this musical break. Okay, guys, we are back, and spoilers are about to fly. So let me jump in with some quick info on 2006. Detonator. A man is murdered. $30 million is missing. Now, Agent Griffith has one assignment. So where's my package? Deliver the witness. Alive. What the hell happened? This is standard professional assault on an agency safe house in the middle of the day. Now on, things go my way or no way. Never bring the dogs to my door. Why did they pick you to take me back? Because of my charm and sensitivity. I want to know how many of you are out there. One man ambushed all of you. The Detonator. Coming soon to DVD. The cast and crew is as follows. It starred Wesley Snipes, is directed by Po Chi Long, and here's your synopsis. Sonny Griffith is a Homeland Security agent who must get a European mob witness out of Europe while it seems like everyone is hunting her, and Sonny can trust no one. I will give it to Kathy for the trivia. All right. Not a lot to go on here. The only interesting trivia I found, Sonny Griffith and Wesley Snipes share a birthday but Wesley is seven years older than his character. This film is a straight-to-video film that was shot in 49 days, even though it had an estimated $15 million budget. This film surpassed Blade Trinity's total revenue. Okay, that last part, I might have made up. There was very little trivia associated (laughs) with this movie. So you made up a lie to fill in Trivia Bullet 3, which I believe Jason did a long time ago. (laughs) It's not, I mean, yeah. That might have been where I got the idea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. All right. And now I will give you good folks the rundown on 1987's Wanted, Dead or Alive. 
hardworking, dedicated, no holds barred, sleaze bag bounty hunter, and business is booming. He's a bounty hunter with a system. It's a $15,000 bonus if he can still talk. And the soul. Mickey, that sounds terrible. We need you. This is a flashpoint situation. But the people he's after... I've been waiting to kill him for a long time. ...are only half as dangerous as the ones who hired him. Randall really doesn't have much use for you, does he? Would you do what we're doing to a pop? You think I knew they were using you as bait? What the hell is going on? I just gotta disappear. You're losing your bait. You're better off with it than without us, Randall. Don't bet on it! Rector Hauer. Wanted, dead, or alive. Cast and crew included Rutger Hauer, Gene Simmons, and Robert Guillaume. Right? You mean Benson? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jared, I mean Benson. And it was directed by Gary Sherman. Synopsis goes a little something like this. Nick Randall is a former CIA operative turned bounty hunter. When international terrorist Malak al-Rahim comes to L.A. to reign terror, his former employer hires Nick to bring him in, dead or alive. When Malik has his lover killed, alive is no longer an option. All right, Kathy, take the trivia away. All right. There was a little bit more available on this movie. My first trivia nugget is Rudger Hauer's character, was a descendant of the Josh Randall character played by Steve McQueen on the 1958 television series of the same name, Wanted Dead or Alive. This that movie is awesome. We need to take a time. <laughs> that is awesome. I, 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 yes, I need to absorb this a minute. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I have, I think, several episodes on my Plex, I do believe. That is really cool. I didn't realize they had the same last name. That makes total sense. I love that. And I'll bet you if we watch that Steve McQueen series, he'll play that harmonica. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I I bet you're right. All right. Trivia nugget number two. This movie is one of only a few that made use of an H&K 21E belt-fed machine gun. Hell yeah. I specifically picked that nugget just for the fellas. Mm -hmm. Well done. With its $4.5 budget and $7.5 gross sales, it isn't necessarily the flop you would think it would be. I tell you what, go for it. We had like Blind Fury, and it didn't do great at the box office either. I'm like, the hell are wrong with you people in the '80s? Those are <laughs> these two are really these good two are movies. really good films. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, just no. a man ahead of his time, I guess. Think so. And now that we have the basics on today's contestants, ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Yes, yes, good, good. Let the games begin. And speaking of games, let's talk about match game. We have two films, five categories. Jason and I can match up to 10 possible times. Place your bets now. How many times do you think we're going to match? Speaking of scores, let me set your score barometer. We're going to rate these on a 1 to 10. Five is middle of the road. Decent for a made-for-TV movie. That's what you should think of when we get five, six, seven, eight, nine, tens. Good stuff. Four, three, two, one. You have things to work on. With that, let's get into round one. 
put the knife away and shut your mouth. Round one is the story. How engaging or original is the story? We will start with 2006 Detonator. Kathy always prefers Jason to go first in these rounds. She likes to see where this is headed. <laughs> so let's find out what Jason's got. You know, this is one of those times I really wish Kathy would have gone first. Because this one, <laughs> it was kind of a bag. I felt like it was a bag of tropes. You know, there were a lot of tropes in there that kind of got thrown out. It's like that story dice. You know what I'm talking about? Those little story dice where you have little plot things and you just roll it and throw it on the table. And it's like CIA operative. Uh, Bucharest. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful wife Murder. of mob accountants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just lots of lots of tropes. It didn't flow very well. Like I didn't quite understand like what he was doing in Bucharest. What happened back in the States that he needed to be back on trial for. They tried to give some flashback things, but the flashback was always the same thing of, of some poorly CGI generated fire that just kind of took me out of the story. And then they just apparently got a, a model and it wasn't, she was a bad actress or anything, but there wasn't a lot of depth to the character that he's supposed to be escorting. And I wasn't quite sure why he was escorting her anyway, because it seemed like he was in trouble, almost arrested at the beginning for trying to take down those arms manufacturers. And then he ends up getting back to the embassy and the CIA. And they're like, you're a loose cannon on deck. I want you out of here. Get out. And uh, but before you go, we need your help with something. <laughs> like, what? This makes no sense. You know, and then, of course, you know, it's Wesley Snipes. So he's the one man that can save the woman i don't know and then every time he'd look at her and she'd move in that slow motion like oh slow motion equal chemistry i guess and you know <laughs> so there just wasn't a lot that was working for me in this story i see you want to say something go ahead Jerry. yeah the one thing i will appreciate about it is they didn't really force that relationship too bad i mean they kind of got together at the end but I was like, all right, how many unnecessary sex scenes are going to be put up with in this Euro flick, right? But they didn't, they didn't do that. So I could have used one or two. I, you, know, you get a little lonely, I guess. But anyway. You already oh, got the R rating. <laughs> yeah, right? I thought for sure when I saw the R rating, I was like, oh, here we go. But I applaud their restraint in that regard because I'm probably talking too much. But we'll, we'll get to Kathy here, but predictable is the word i would have put on this yeah movie. like there was yeah there was very little surprise to me oh he got betrayed by his buddy oh oh uh he, he's not really dead at the end like yeah I, yeah I know. I, know. <laughs> I know I know all these things <laughs> i mean there were a couple of little that i laughed at and i smiled about maybe better to talk about in the spectacle scene i'll save it for the spectacle scene i've talked enough here let me pass it to kathy yeah we didn't hear from kathy what do you got yeah, Kathy? On this clean story? up my mess kathy I concur. <laughs> even even with the narration, which I'm assuming we'll talk about at some point, even with the narration, this movie was so confusing. I said it wasn't fleshed out well. Like you said, I think we're supposed to understand what he's gone through or what kind of PTSD he had from his. We didn't even know who he was. I think I figured out he used to be CIA and now he's Homeland Security. That was confusing. I only caught that on the second or third attempt trying to watch it. But yeah, the flashbacks, I don't know what that was. And I think they tried to mention it, but it didn't make any sense. 
in my notes, I put shady government officials, terrorists who own soccer teams, disc with some kind of incriminating evidence on it, missing money, biological weapons, kidnapped children. It was. To, I have no idea what any of those have to do with the other. <laughs> I'd actually forgotten about the biological weapon, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. And where exactly was the detonator in this movie? Did anything actually detonate? Hmm. Then <laughs> a couple cars exploded, I guess. It just it was it was not done well. I'm sorry. We all love Wesley Snipes, but sometimes good actors make bad decisions. Because <laughs> this was how much after- money did he owe? That's like how much money did he owe? He couldn't turn this one down. Is he in Nick Cage territory? Are we in full <laughs> Nick Cage territory? At this well, point? I wonder. I saw something that said that. The director did a couple of Seagal's last films, and the writer, I think, worked with Seagal (laughs) on his last few films as well. So they were doing a little bit of a comparison to the two. Makes sense. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, it's I think the best way I could put it to our listening audience is like if if I gave you the pieces of former CIA agent has to get a mob boss witness out of Europe and it's 2006 starring Leslie Snipes. You could guess pretty much all the little parts that they're going to put in that blender. I, the only thing I will add is there was a slight moment of what I thought was pretty decent storytelling because they had the whole who can you trust angle. Right. And at least they gave us three red herrings. They gave us like the IT guy, his buddy and the boss. Right. We all knew it was the buddy because it's always the buddy. But I like the fact that they spent a few minutes fought, like some some dudes tried to kill the IT guy like on the subway. And I thought, well, we're giving a little focus to this character, which may just be bad runtime. But I thought this is interesting. We're kind of following this character around. So maybe this character is a little more to this, you know, than than I thought. So I enjoyed that watching it. It didn't really turn out to be a lot, but it was a neat diversion. It almost kind of felt like a Bourne movie, like a Jason Bourne movie where you kind of watching these different pieces of the Intel puzzle. It's good you said puzzle, because I was about to say, it's kind of like they had five puzzles. They mixed all the pieces together and just tried to come up with a puzzle, and it just didn't. Yeah, it was, yeah, understood. Let's shift gears to a movie that's also, I find a little complicated, but I'll let you guys talk about it. Wanted Dead or Alive, 1987. Jason, what do you got? I like this one quite a bit better. In some ways, it was... Again, a little formulaic, a little stereotypish, I guess, where you had Rucker Hauer. He's kind of the burned out former CIA guy that's making ends meet by moonlighting as a bounty hunter. It is a really good one, too, as we see from the very beginning of the film. Doesn't really like his job, doesn't really know what he wants to do. Starting a new relationship, trying to make a normal life. You know, once one last score so he can fix up his boat. And then it weaves in his past a little bit when he was a CIA operative and talks about this group of terrorists that he allegedly killed, missed one. And now this one has come to L.A. to do terrorist type things. You know, the circle is now complete. The CIA come back to him as a bounty hunter to go and and take this guy down and bring him in. So. There were some complex moving parts in there uh, a couple of times, but uh, overall, overall, fairly simple plot, but engaging. And I think mostly it was the characters that really kind of carried it through. Rutger Hauer always 
always an interesting cat to me. Like we talked about earlier, Jared, don't know quite why he didn't become bigger of an action film type of star, but whatever he's in, he's quality. And, uh, you know, and Robert Guillaume is, is great in the film. You've got, I think Gene Simmons, actually, man, I was like, that was a pretty doggone good performance as the villain. So hats off to the direction and the characters in the story was solid enough. And I'll stop there. All right. I just have one question before I pass it to Kathy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually rewatched it today. I'd originally watched it for the first time in my life back in May. (laughs) And I liked it a lot. I rewatched it today and I still can't understand. Maybe I missed something. They put him out there basically because they know that this terrorist dude is going to want to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. He's the bait. But they do this thing where they intentionally slow him down. He's he's following the breadcrumbs of this guy faster than they want him to. And I'm like, why are they like why are they slowing him down? I didn't get that. The only thing that I could figure out is that they wanted to be the ones to bring him in. They wanted the credit. Oh, and man, that was an awful lot of wasted life and time for that. Yeah, I I agree. I might be wrong. Maybe I missed something, too, because I was kind of the same way. I was like, well, let's let him finish this job and we'll make tea time. You know what I mean? It was crazy. So, they spent I, like a ton of manpower, like following him. And then there was one scene in particular. They intentionally slow him down. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I was kind of confused on that, too. What? That's the only thing that made logical sense to me. I think that's I took I it a little were... bit different. I guess I just assumed they were trying to slow him down because I thought they realized that he was on to them, like them being a part of like following him and all that. I don't know. I took it a little bit different. But now that y'all say that, it does make sense. I don't know why they took I don't. That. I, that's the only part I got confused about. But anyway. Yeah, that's my point. best guess. Um, I'll agree with Jason as uh, w- as well on this film. It's very similar story to Detonator as far as the timeline kind of, you know, we're dealing with terrorists we're trying to catch with love interest, ex-CIA operative that is now doing something a little bit different. But this one was just told so much better. It made so much more sense. It was so much easier to follow, better backstories fleshed out. I liked the love interest in this one. A whole lot more than in Detonator. I did mean to mention in Detonator, where did she just happen to find another corseted shirt in the house that they stayed at for the night? In <laughs> the why one, we have in, Kathy on the show. These are the questions Lisa and I never thought to ask. <laughs> in the in the one room in this entire house that they had to like, <laughs> they had a bed. I'm sure. In a, anyway, Act <laughs> wanted dead or alive. I did prefer this movie much much more than I did detonator when it comes to the story. Oh, I think we might know where the sniper bullet is headed. Uh, speaking of points. So Jason, let's double back the story of detonator on a scale of one to 10. Given it a five match game. Number one, I'll say it a five. I thought this is decent for made for TV, but just kind of got caught up in its own tropes of the early to mid two thousands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me of a story like, you know, you and I would have, written when we were kids like what an action <laughs> film for kids would would be you know which is why it's so confusing because this is after all three blade movies like I'd- well wesley honestly just needed the money and to be in europe at the time <laughs> <so>. <laughs> i take it this was during Check the uh, tax issues yes, yes. gotcha jason one a dead or alive one to ten I gave that one a seven i thought that one was a pretty solid uh flick 
better than average. Match game number two. I also gave it a seven. Kathy, official sniper bullet time. I think we all know what's going to happen, but now you get to say it. I will give my sniper bullet to Wanted, Dead or Alive. Sounds good to me. That is the end of round one. Well, I will pick up round two where we will talk about the hero and the hero supporting cast. All right, Jared, go ahead and kick us off. All right. You've got the hero in Detonator is Wesley Snipes, and he's very much being Wesley Snipes. It is the get what you pay for version of him. I mean, I liked it. I liked what ended up being his IT friend, like I mentioned before. So I'll kind of roll him into that, even though you couldn't really tell who to trust, even though we all knew who was going to be the ultimate betrayal person. But uh, yeah, Wesley was very much Wesley. We'll talk about it more in action scenes, I'm certain. But, you know, he still very much did what Wesley Snipes does. And that's about all I have to say about him on this. Yeah, I will say, you know, feeling kind of bad for him in this film for the reasons we talked about. But I'll say he didn't just phone it in. He was very his very physical actor and he did his parts well. That's just my two cents, but nobody wants to hear me. Kathy, what do you got? I'll agree with you guys. I think he's actually probably the highlight of the movie because he is Wesley Snipes. And like you said, he didn't phone it in. I think he did a good job with his little character at the beginning of the movie. I enjoyed and, you know, he's great at action. He's Maybe a little too many one-liners, you know, too many no such action, action film one-liners, you know, thrown in there. But wait till you get the best action scene. Kathy. <laughs> wait till you get the best action scene. But I, I enjoyed, like I said, his part of the movie is probably the highlight to me. Him being in the movie, his character, kind of vanilla, and we really didn't know that much about his character, honestly. So it was more about I like the Wesley Snipes hero. He's no, just being Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Do what he was. What he say? He's just being Wesley Snipes. Oh, exactly. I mean, I guess that's what they paid for, though, right? You know, get Wesley. Snipes that's what they're. The they're probably fourteen of the fifteen million was just for <laughs> right, Wesley Snipes. Probably right. <laughs> All right, Jared. Let me pass it back to you, and we'll talk about uh, Rucker Hauer and Wanted, Dead or Alive. Again, I think this is an underrated cat. We've had him on the show for Blind Fury, which was excellent. We've had him on the show again now for One of Dead or Alive, which was excellent. And he really carries the movie. And I also like the and way. Hitcher. Don't forget Hitcher. I, we had him on for Hitcher and he was it, he carries all of those movies. I like his demeanor. I like just his vibe that he puts out. I like that in a time when your biggest action stars were Arnold and Stallone, you know, Rucker Hauer is not a small guy, but he also has that sort of, you know, like mechanic build. You know, he's not huge like those guys, but you can tell he's strong. He's got like Ron Perlman type of look. Yeah, like like, like a working class cat. Working class. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He's just got a strength about him. I like the way he played in this movie because I thought he emoted pretty much what I was feeling, too, like when. That cop friend of his was totally likable. He was so likable. And when he and the girl get blown up together, at first I didn't even believe it. I was like, oh, oh, he's double-crossed him. He got him out of there before the... And no, he didn't. And that was hard. And you could tell he took it hard. I thought he did really good, and I was impressed with him. Two thumbs up for Rucker Hauer on every action film face-off appearance he's had. 
No doubt. I thought the same thing. It was in that scene when he convinces the, his cop friend to impersonate him and to go on the boat. He has no idea what's coming into him. He's treating it like a game. It's like he's having fun with it. And then it just turns deadly serious in that scene. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the way Rutger Hauer played it was excellent. I also want to throw in that, man, his his base setup was baller. I oh, always yeah. did. Oh, man. You know, when you have an elevator for your car, you're, that's styling, man. When, you, when your car gets an elevator so you can drive into your place and you got like a shooting range in there and motorcycles and more cars and a badass stereo system. He basically had a bat cave in a warehouse. That was really cool. I'm going to gush about the warehouse uh, setup <laughs> all night. I'll just, I'll just pass it you, over. You said he was baller and he literally has a basketball. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. He had everything in there, man. Like he was the ultimate bachelor dude. Just living life. I got, I got beers in the fridge, guns over here, and motorcycles he's, over here. And a boat. And a boat. Got He's got it all. This man has it all. But anyway, Kathy, take it away. What do you got? He also has one of the most incredible mullets of the 80s. He ha- That man's got some good hair. <laughs> I love Rudger Hauer. I agree with both of you guys. He's He's kind of an everyday hero. Like, he makes a normal, like you said, an everyday kind of guy think, well, heck, I could do that too, you know? He's understated, cool, calm. You know, he's not out to get in fights. It's more about defense and protection than it is for just going out, causing trouble. I liked the soft side of him. Like I said already, I liked him and the stewardess together. Although I did know as soon as they said they loved each other, I'm like, oh, shit, she's going to (laughs) die. That's it. (laughs) So, but I'm like, Jared, I, I was like, he got them out like he he had them on the side of the boat like he got out when he left and snuck off i'm like he got them off the boat he got them off the boat so that really hurt me when they took the friend and the girlfriend out but i think i think he did a great job it's so rare in movies that the bounty hunter and the cop genuinely like each other (laughs) and that's what made that cop so likable like they were buddies that was pretty cool yeah yeah they were obviously tight. He's riding around in motorcycles up there. It was really funny because his wife didn't know he had the motorcycle, so he can only really ride it around right. Rucker Howard's house. You know, <laughs> donuts. Man, I like that guy. Why did he have to die? Okay, we need to score these things. Jared, what are you going to give Wesley Snipes for Detonator? I can't possibly give him that TV movie five. Because it's Wesley, so he's gonna get his his lowest score possible, which is a six. Still fun to watch, but he's he was a six in this one. Match game number three, because I'm right there with you. I didn't have it in my heart to give him a five, and I don't think he earned a five, to be honest. I mean, he did his job. He showed up. You could tell, you know, he, he's kind of punching the clock. They obviously didn't have him for reshoots because they had somebody dubbing him in the narration scenes and in a couple other scenes with dialogue that wasn't his. So that kind of throws you out of it. But as far as Wesley and, and the physicality, he was all there. All right. Rutger Hauer, wanted dead or alive. What are you giving him? Another strong performance for him. He's getting a solid eight from me. I didn't quite get him up to the eight level. Maybe, uh, maybe I, I undersold him here. I landed on a seven using the old, did I like him better than Roger Warren of you two a kill? 
can't say as I did, but I can see where where you would make that call. So we're a little a little different there. I was a little less uh, lenient towards Rutger Hauer, but Kathy, you've got a sniper bullet to give. You can uh, make up for my lack of Rutger love, or you can, uh, you know, give old Wesley a mercy bullet. This is the problem. I don't know. I don't know whether to make this part of the hero bullet or action scenes bullet, because I feel like Wesley just had more action to his yeah, character. Yeah, his martial arts are still on point, no doubt. Right, so... I don't know. This one's the toughie. I have no These idea. are the hard decisions a sniper has to make. It all right, really all right, is. Kathy, here you go. You've been kidnapped by terrorists. You're tied up in the basement. Which one do you want coming to save you? Oh, it's got to be Wesley. There's your answer. All right, Wesley. Still the one. Well, I will wrap that up, put a bow on it, and pass it back to Jared. All right, let's go round three. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Round three is the villain. How menacing is your villain and how memorable is your villain? How entertaining is your villain? Let's find out. With Detonator 2006, Jason, how did you like European guy and his uh, band of European guys? You know, I liked him. I, I, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to score him a little higher than Wesley. <gasps> what the what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought the main bad guy. He was cool. He was crazy cool, like legit crazy. And that scene when he's out, like he's singing the national anthem, you can tell he's pumped. And it's like, this soccer game thing isn't just a front for him. It's like, this weapons thing's a side gig. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got to like, win the damn championship. The championship. And then right. sell bombs. Here's what puts it over the top for me. His bald sidekick muscle guy, man. That scene where a uh, British guy thinks he gets out of the train, he's like, whoo, and he Kool-Aid mans through the window. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I, I, yeah like, I actually yelled, oh, yeah, when he came through. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, he just busts through that window and takes him out. That is the kind of loyalty that dude commands. And he had a cool picture of Vlad the Impaler up on his wall. And the guy just was dripping menace. Charm, charisma, all that stuff. I liked him. And and like he he freaked out the terrorist, you know, bomb dealer. They the guy's like, what is going on here? <laughs> I just want my money, man. I just want my money. Take your bio bomb, you give me the money, and we get out. So I don't know. I kind of like this guy. I think this is kind of the high point of detonator for me. <laughs> I'll stop there though. All right, kid. Okay. The villain in detonator. He was not charismatic to me at all. Anybody, I did, I did love the scene where he took out the guy in his office. I did not see that coming when he impaled him. But anybody, well, he had the spear thing like right there. I think somebody's getting impaled on that spear <laughs> thing in the scene. I guess I didn't, I didn't think that far in advance, but that was pretty cool. But any man who kills someone on the side of the pool with all this backyard. And then tosses him dead in the pool just so somebody somebody gonna have to clean that up. It's just not get good rid planning. <laughs> just get plan. rid of the body. Why did you do that? And the fact that he doesn't love soccer. Uh, we didn't talk about this, so it took me a minute to realize because of how confusing this story is. 
He wanted to win the championship so he could get to the USA because that's where he's going to bomb. That's where he's going to use these I weapons. I didn't catch on to that at all. Yes, that's why he won the cha- <laughs> because the guy who was one of the CIA operatives that had Nadia, he said, why is the country with the worst football team have the best championships? That's oh. where the guy was trying to get to. I think that's a really risky play. <laughs> make it to the final four. I already bought the bomb. What am I going to do if I don't make it? Exactly. <laughs> Y'all got to play harder. Let's go, Bucharest. Let's go. <laughs> but then you also, okay, I actually like Dimitri or Dimitru. It's had a U on the end, so I didn't know if it was Dimitri or not. But he, I think he was a better villain. I feel like he had more one-on-one contact with Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see him like buying it halfway through. Like I thought he was going to be kind of right. Was he the one into the pool? All right. Yeah, he was the one in the I th- pool. I think so. Yeah, so, yeah. Because they killed. They were by the pool a couple of times. He was by the pool early, didn't die, and then the next time he goes back to the pool, he dies. Oh, listen! The production manager rented the house <laughs> at the pool. They were going to get all the mileage they could out of it. <laughs> True, but and then you also have the CIA. They were technically villainous in this movie as well so well, again at least one of them definitely was right more with the confusion so the villainy in this one was a little all over the place for me that's fair i liked the guy i liked it when he got frustrated and threw his phone at the end he's like call my phone <laughs> 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 that was good uh let's go to what a dead or alive jason it's gene simmons man uh are you gonna give him a good score or perhaps a kiss of death, but we'll get the scores. In a <laughs> I just want to work that dad joke in. Uh, what did oh, you think of man. Gene and, and one of Dead or Alive? I thought he's pretty Detroit Rock City, man. He was, I thought he was really good. I really did. I thought when I saw Gene Simmons, I thought, oh, this could be a gimmick. I'd seen him in another movie. In the, I think it was the one with um, Runaway. Runaway with Tom Selleck. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite movies. Yeah, and I was like, I remember him being pretty good there, but yeah, he was very menacing. He's physically imposing, but he looks sophisticated. He's very calm and collected throughout the movie. And boy, the ending, as far as villainous deaths are concerned, when you roll in that villainous death, that's top notch. That is top notch right there. So all in all, really impressed with Gene Simmons and One of Dead or Alive. Just a quick recommendation. In 1987, he was also in another movie called Never Too Young to Die, where he plays the villain. And man, that movie is bonkers fun. I'm just, I'm, let's hope 1987 returns to action. Oh, so it, it, it was an action film. Yeah, yeah, it was. It starred John Stamos and Prince's girlfriend, Vanity, and George Maurice Feldman Lazenby. What? <laughs> yes, and George oh. Lazenby plays a very Bond-like character. What year was this? 87. All right. Well, let's Oh, it's cheat. also got Robert England. <laughs> oh, let's cheat and get 87 next time. Tell everybody it's 87. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, I got sidetracked. That's Kathy's job to sidetrack us. Uh, so, Kathy, we'll talk about Gene Simmons in One of Dead or Alive. Did he, ma- did he indeed make you want to party every night and like most of the day or? All night and every day. And every day. Okay. <laughs> I love Gene Simmons. (laughs) I love the movie Runaway. It was a favorite when I was a kid in the 80s. Same. Um, Just like you said, he's menacing. He's quiet. 
which is sometimes can be even scarier than very boisterous and loud. He's very cool. He looks great. This is back when he had decent hair as opposed to now. And I mean, Gene Simmons himself is a little menacing. Like the reason he was picked for this role is because he speaks five languages and because, you know, he's used to performing on stage. So acting he is, is probably indeed Middle Eastern, but he's quite on the other side. Of that. <laughs> yes, Israel. he's Israel. Yes. <laughs> oh, apparently there was an alternate ending to this movie that did not have him, that incredible final scene with him and the grenade. And it just faded to black. I think with the grenade, his mouth faded to black. And then it showed (laughs) Rudger Hauer, like probably sitting on the bank of the the river, you know, contemplating life. But yeah, no, that would not have worked for me at all. (laughs) But I definitely think Gene did a great, great job in this movie. I uh, I have to concur. Although a great ending when he says, you know, beep the bonus, pulls that pen. I still like, what if there was a dude that was like just sit, sitting there doing paperwork who didn't catch that? that was <laughs> he's either dead as well, or he's got an awful lot of Gene Simmons stains to get out of his uniform. <laughs> I thought Rucker should have at least told everybody, hey, hey, I'm holding the pen. But you couldn't do that in a cool way. Anyways, let's score these. Jason, let's go back and talk about a European guy. I'm pretty sure that's the name on his birth certificate. In Detonator 2006, 1 to 10. You already spilled the beans. You gave us seven, didn't you? I did. And it's just because he has henchmen, Kool-Aid man out through the side of that <laughs> train car window. That oh, was yeah. that, that was baller right there. Yeah, I, I thought it would, he defeated him. Like he did the slipperoo, the dude fell down. I was like, yeah. oh, right. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, uh, that guy. That guy was awesome. I gave him a six for the menagerie of villains too. I wish they were a little more memorable and that I could pick them out of a lineup better, but they stepped up one level from made for TV and I gave him a six. Gene Simmons. I now got me wondering whether you like him better than me or not. We're going to find out. What'd you score him? I gave him a seven as well. I thought that he was well above average and really surprising to me. I guess I, I just didn't really remember Gene Simmons in those eighties movies and Looking at this one, I was like, that's pretty impressive. That's a solid start for me. Uh, absolutely. And match game, I also have a seven. Kathy, I have a strange feeling that uh, Dr. Love is about to get the bonus here. My sniper bullet is going to the one and only long-tongued, maniacal man of Gene Simmons. Oh, I was going to say, you can't give it to me. That's, that's <laughs> my best. <laughs> it's LBC after dark. Uh, fun fact, by the way, I'm almost positive it was Kiss that sang the Bill and Ted song, God Gave Rock and Roll. It was, to yes. You. Gave, gave rock, rock and Roll to you. <laughs> gave Rock and Roll to everyone. Anyways, uh, I hate the editing this show, so let's see it in round three. <laughs> the disease, you know, the cure. Well, that leaves it up to me. Round four, the overall spectacle. We're talking the stunts, we're talking the action, we're talking the effects, the cinematography, the music, the mood, all of it thrown into a blender, pour it into a cup. How's it taste? How does the spectacle taste to you, Jared, when we talk about Detonator? It tastes like generic 2000s straight-to-DVD spectacle. Nothing really stood out to me at all aside from Wesley's action moments. When he did action stuff, 
I perked up more. You know, spectacle oftentimes rears its head between action moments, you know, when we're talking music and cinematography and stuff. And it just really wasn't there on this one. So, I mean, look for a better score when we get to action scene. But as far as overall spectacle, you know, I know it's not time to score them, but it was sort of on par with a made for TV film, I thought. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I agree. I think the times that really stand out are when Wesley is throwing hands or has a weapon in his hand. And everything else is kind of meh to me. Except the part where that British guy kicked that off the train track. That was cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What do you think, Kathy? Did you like it a little bit more, the spectacle there for Detonator? Or are you thinking along the same lines as Jared? No, I, I agree. It was kind of forgettable. Nothing really spectacular stuck out to me. So kind of uneventful for an action movie, to be honest. All right. Not much to say there. Let's see what we think about uh, Rutger Hauer and Wanted Dead or Alive. What do we think about the spectacle there, Jared? Well, Jason, this movie, the biggest spectacle that stood out to me, and this is kudos to the director and the cinematographer, was the lighting and the blocking of shots, just the cinematography of all. Like I couldn't help but notice, even in the most sort of mundane between the action scenes moments shots were blocked well lit well looked interesting that's not something you know i'm more of a music guy and i did dig that funky music that he was listening to at the beginning i really did you know jared i thought two things when i heard that music i thought what the heck is this <laughs> and jared's gonna my love brother's it. gonna dig it yeah. <laughs> you were correct on both counts but that's, I usually pay more attention to the audio than how it's shot. But as I was watching it again today, I was just noticing like every shot is so well composed, balanced, focused, colors. I started noticing that they really cared about the basically artistic look of every shot. And I was really impressed. So that's the strength of spectacle for me. And I'm going to give it a pretty high score for it. I agree. If we compared these two films, I think we would all agree Detonator had more quantity as far as action sequences and what we would think towards spectacle in an action film. But One of Dead or Alive just had a lot of quality stuff. It didn't have quite as many action scenes, but what they had was really good. And the exposition They shot them in interesting locations at interesting angles with the right lighting, like you said. Just really well executed film. Kathy, agree, disagree? Anything else you want to add? I completely agree. My notes say the locations are better. We let the boat was cool. The plant that they were at at the end was cool. And that's kind of sad because you would think filming in Bucharest would like would be stunning locations, right? But they're forgettable, which is a lot of how I describe the detonator. And as Jared said, I was really digging that music. <laughs> so I, I wrote on here, the music is way better. Also, I don't even remember if there was a score to the other movie or not. So I agree with you guys. All right. Well, I guess it's time to score them. Jared, what's the score you're going to give for Spectacle for Detonator? Made for TV, five. I was a little more generous. I gave it a six just because of the Wesley. Wesley factor, but take him out. Definitely a five. Yeah. I would say like the explosions were pretty good. Yeah. Like, a couple of, balls of fire, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the hotel explosions. Were That's good. what I was thinking of. The hotel yeah. scene was pretty good. 
But didn't we all saw that coming though, right? Yes. He want, oh, when yeah. he wanted two rooms two as rooms. far apart, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I was a dummy, too, because at first I was like, why is he getting two rooms? Are you going to put her in one? Why so far away? He's supposed to be protected. <laughs> I'm like, I'm an idiot. I would never survive in the field. <laughs> Technically, you, you did yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> okay, well, let's roll it over to Wanted Dead or Alive. What was the spectacle score that you gave that? I actually ended up giving it an eight. I thought, wow. it was, especially on second viewing, I was just like, Color palettes, film blocking, all that stuff, including a bit of visual storytelling. Like, you could shoot a movie where a guy sneaks into the bad guy's house and goes through a window, and he's got his knife, right? But what did Rucker Howard do? He needs to get the window open. He needs two hands. So he sticks the knife in the frame. I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I started thinking, I was like, that's kind of baller, too, because you you put it away. And now, as soon as you get that open, there's someone on the other side. You got to get it back out. Yeah, yeah. All he's got to do is grab it out the frame. I was like, that's kind of brilliant storytelling to show how forward thinking he is. Yeah, experience. Experience yeah, so has taught him this stuff. Yeah. It's a micro moment, but there's so many of those. Mm-hmm. I gave it an eight. Okay. Well, a little more generous than me. I gave it a solid seven, but you know what it is? It's sniper time. So, Kathy, you can bump up detonator a little bit with that bullet. I suspect you're probably not, though, but it's up to you. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to have to go with Wanted Dead or Alive on this one as well because of all the things Jared said. It's it's a much better made film all around than Detonator is. So it needs no to get it needs to get the bullet for spectacle. <laughs> I just thought of those guys that they were putting it. I don't know where to fit this in discussion, but those terrorists that they were like literally putting the dudes in the drums. Oh my god! That was total like, wait, what action. Now? It's an, and they would honk the horn, honk the horn. I'm like, like and then they would just pop up like whack-a-moles. I'd be like, first of all, you're stuff being a drug. Can I breathe in here? Put your terrorist in the box. <laughs> just like honk the horn, dude. Be fussed out like. <gasps> oh god! Hold on, hold on. Hang on a second. It's like what? What if I get stuck in here? They're not going to find me, right? <laughs> And a bunch of these other ones are all filled with bombs. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not rolling with that. Come on. I think that should go in action scenes. That's I gotta be probably, fun. I didn't know where to fit. It just occurred to me that, that I was like, who who would sign up for that? But, you know. Well, I might have some, some things to say about that in the next round. But, <laughs> okay. but before I get into that, I need to officially pass it back to you, Jay. All right. Well, that must mean it's time for round five. Prepare to meet Colleen. Hell. Round five is best action scene. And my brother's going to give us a rundown of some of the highlight action scenes from each of these films. We'll talk about our favorites. We'll score them. Eh, you know how it works. Jason, let's start with Detonator of 2006. What you got? What were some of your favorite scenes that you brought with you to the show? Detonator, first action scenes, the opening action scene in the at the soccer stadium, or what I call, here's a penalty kick to your nuts. <laughs> nice work. Red card. That's right. Red card. (laughs) Second one, I gave it to the safe house shootout or we all saw that chick eat all the pizza, right? (laughs) Like we all saw it. (laughs) Like they didn't get any pizza. She like ate all that pizza. I ain't ain't spending time with a woman that eats all the pizza. That's all I'm saying. The third one was the hotel shootout, Chase. I had a couple options here. So you all pick one. I called, we're going to definitely need the house cleaning service. 
The second one I called, keep it down. I can't get any Buka rest. <laughs> oh, definitely number two. So bad. I like it. I oh, okay. Well, that, see, but now I'm worried because I went to the last action scene, the final one, number four, was the final battle because it goes full circle. They're back at that soccer stadium. I called it, oh, you bad guys can Buka rest in peace. <laughs> it's all right to get double. Yeah, I can do it twice. Yeah. It's all right. It's right there. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> All right. Which one was your favorite? I think I like the hotel shootout and chase. I think that was the best one for me. I am going to agree with you. I did like the opening scene, too, because I was sitting there going, OK, what's the action going to be? like? It's action film face on. Like, what's it going to be like? And when Wesley uncorked at that very first opener, I was like, eh, pretty good. <laughs> you know, not too bad. But yeah, I think I'm going to land on the hotel. What about you, Kathy? Are you including the... When he rescues her from in the van as part of the uh, the the safe house one, yes, yes, okay. Well, then I'm gonna go with that because I loved the scene. Like once he leaves the safe house and like he crashes the van, he that was cool. I I just love the way he he took out the guys in the vans. So I'm gonna go with that as my favorite. That's a good choice too. Yep, nothing wrong there. But I will say I'm. I know I don't do this, but y'all should take off points for the y'all know how much I hate car chases when the green screen are awful. Like you, that whole car chase, it drove me nuts because the video is used they were to playing. fast and furious quality of car chase. <laughs> Absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> OK, so moving over to Wanted Dead or Alive, a uh, couple of cool action scenes to pick from Jason. What do you got? I just broke it down into three really memorable ones to me. The first is that opening action sequence at the convenience store. I called that one, oh, let's shotgun some beers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to jump in on that one because I was like, that was cool. And he whipped that dude's ass and he got him captured and all that. But he did so much unnecessary damage to the products of that guy's store. <laughs> and then gave he him a bought, bought like missing. a $10 item or something. I was like, he's intentionally missing, like shooting product left and right. I'm like, why? And <laughs> I, I did not add this in my trivia nuggets, but the guy who was his friend that was in that store robbery, mm-hmm. that's uh, Ted White. And he was Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th, the final cut. Oh, all right. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, the second action scene I had was the shootout at the parking garage that leads to that car chase. This is kind of a deep cut, but for those of us that spent some time in L.A., I think you'll find this funny. It's like, hold your fire, hold your fire. I have to validate my parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Okay. And then... It's the final battle. I just kind of rolled it all in together. There's the fight at the plant. There's the semi-slash-armored car chase. And then the final showdown between Gene Simmons and Rucker Hauer. I called that one how to quickly blow (laughs) (laughs) $50,000. And which one was your favorite? I went with the parking garage shootout and chase. I thought that was really kind of coolly shot. The chasing to me was really, really good. So that was kind of stand out to me. Kathy. Considering I don't really remember that one that well, I'm going to go with the, the final chase scene with Gene Simmons. And like I was saying about the special effects, when he shot the girl driving the van, I'm mm. like, oof, <laughs> that mm. was rough, but... Mm. I think I'm going to go with that one. 
I'll join you on that one, Kathy. I want to give an honorable mention because it's not such an action scene, but more like an intense scene. I really liked when he went into Aziz's house and found the wetsuit. And then I Aziz thought about came that in too, with his yeah. three and a half inch blade. I was like, you could need more than that, buddy. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out so good for Aziz. No, I took an helmet to the face. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't big action, but I just liked the tension of it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was but, good. It was really good. So I'm just honorable mentioning. I'm going to give uh, my nod to the final battle as well. Can't go wrong there. I, I like the opening too at the grocery store. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and put some numbers to these. Jason, you and I both like the hotel fights in Detonator. What'd you score? I scored it a six. I think again we're kind of in made-for-TV movie range, but that one stood out a little bit more. And, of course, you had Wesley, the Wesley factor. So six for me for that one. I think I was a little bit nicer about the Wesley factor. I just like seeing him do what he do. So I gave him a seven. It's probably overly generous. But uh, eh, if I can remember it, then it's got to be decent. So yeah. I gave it a seven. Over at Wanted Dead or Alive, what did you give your favorite scene there? The car chase was well above average. I gave that one a seven. Match game. I think I'd probably give every action scene in that movie a seven, to be honest with you. So uh, all we got left is for Kathy to tell us which movie she thought had better action scenes. Oh, this is another toughie. It is, because it's like, do you like sort of that martial artsy action or do you sort of like that 80s cop thriller action, you know? And you know me, I, I tend to lean a little towards the martial arts. I don't know. I just think I think Rutger Hauer is he's actually a better villain even than a hero. He's that more menacing or, you know, that I don't know. I just feel like action, the word action. I think I've got to go with the detonator. Nothing wrong with that. Wesley Snipes gets hired for these movies for a reason. That's right. It sure does. That's the end of round five. What do we do? We die. Well, that just leaves round six. And that, of course, is the round of the ridiculous, the deduction round. And Jared, are you going to take a point off of either of these movies or more than a point off of either of these movies? I think I'm just going to take the one deduction to detonator for the narration. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to get a minus one or a plus one because it was just, I, as soon as I started that movie, I, I think I texted one or both of you. I was, I can't remember, but I was like, uh, my favorite thing about this movie is the narration, which is completely supposed to be Wesley's character, but it's not his voice. <laughs> it really sort of smacked of they finished filming. They realized they had a, something of a confusing movie on their hands and said a little narration might help. Uh, Wesley, will you do that? And he was probably like, no, or he was in jail or I don't know, but <laughs> he's on to the next movie or something. <laughs> they clearly just went with like, they clearly went and just found some other guy convenient who shared some of the same characteristics, characteristics as well. of Wesley Snipes. Gotcha. A martial and artist action film star? Exactly. A yes, martial sure. artist action film star. And then, like, not only do they use his narration, but he actually, like you said, I think he actually delivered the final lines that Wesley was supposedly saying as they drove off, and it just it didn't work. Uh, although yeah. it, was, it was highly amusing, which is why I was torn between giving it a plus one for its audacity or a minus one, I ended up giving it a minus one. Just like, you would have been better off to leave out the narration, I think. Well, you can take another one off. Same reason for me. That really, oh man, a little more planning, I think, 
would have been good. If you got Wesley Snipes, come on, man. Use that time. Make a good quality film. Use that time you have with him well. Which makes uh, me wonder. I guess he had no input. Or it just doesn't seem like he, he had any input or didn't care. <laughs> no, I think he was I think he was paychecking it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, same. I don't think he, he cared too much at that on that one. I was thinking about taking a point off for that music and wanted dead or alive. But if two of the three of us liked it, I guess I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> That's good stuff. You know, Kathy, um, you don't officially get to take any points off, but I'll let you air some grievances and see if you have anything. Maybe Jared or I will pick something up if you've got a grievance we missed. I think it's little trivial things that I kind of already mentioned. The detonator probably had more like, what the F? When they were staying in that house overnight, why are they doing everything in the living room? What that house no one was living in it. Why was there food in the house that they were able to cook? Why were they going to have sex? Why was it on the living room floor? If there's living room furniture, there's got to be a bed somewhere in the house. I don't get it. And the one outfit she picks out, why was there a rack of clothes in the living room? That's a fair question as well. <laughs> and she I thought it was some out. European stuff. I don't know. <laughs> and again, she was wearing a corseted top. That was, you know, obviously as small as possible. That's exactly what she found in this house. Oh, luckily, they wear the same size and wear the exact same style clothes. Right. My bra and, still pokes out. <laughs> and then, of course, I already mentioned the green screen work with the car chase scenes. I don't think I really had any grievances with um, One of Dead or Alive. Maybe a little more Gene Simmons because, you know, we talked a lot about him, but he really didn't have... A whole lot of scenes compared to, you know, Rudger Hauer. But that's, that's true. It. He's got a very charismatic and somewhat imposing presence. I don't know. You know, maybe they just wanted to let's not push it too far with the acting. <laughs> you know, let's just rely on that presence. I don't know. Just a guess there. I see Jared's calculating scores, though. I suppose that will bring us to the end of our official rounds. Mm hmm. Okay, folks, don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home. We do that for you at Action Film Face-Off. Checking in on match game. One, two, three, four, five matches for Jason and I. So if you guessed right down the middle at five, then you guessed right. Sniper bullets. Kathy ended up giving three of her five to one of Dead or Alive and two to Detonator. And looking at the judges' scorecards, the winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off with a score of 75 to 59 is... Wanted, dead or alive. Congratulations to Wanted, Dead or Alive. Now, let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for the next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen eighty-eight. It's Die Hard, everybody. It's Die Hard. It's gonna be something good, I guarantee you. <laughs> and I will bring a film from. Choose your destiny. Two thousand eleven. Detonator oh. two. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Recharged. What will those films be? 
Well, we'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. And we're thinking of you, Dave. Or you can tune in next episode and find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weasel Skull Albrick, and you can find me on social media at Jason Albrick on Instagram and threads. And you can find me, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, aka Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Kathy. I can be found on social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. At AU Kathy 2418, and that is Kathy with a K. Excellent. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on your finer pod catchers and on YouTube. Or you can check us out directly at www.longboxcrusade.com. If you'd like to send us a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up on social media at Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to get sort of more direct to us on the old Twitter X, we are at AFFO podcast. You can hit us up directly there. You can also leave us a voicemail, maybe with your thoughts on these movies. Maybe you love Detonator. You thought we were unfair or you thought one of Dead or Alive is just terrible. You can call and let us know. 707-532-5269. 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. Kathy is standing by. She's actually yeah. not standing by. It's a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. Until next episode, keep your head down and, and your, your knuckles, knuckles up. up. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. I am Jared Albrecht, the Death Pro. I'll try that as if I've been through puberty. You know, you know y'all want to sing it. You know y'all want to sing it. I know you want to say it. I want it. Want it. Dead or alive. All right, which does not uh, appear in the film. I was a little disappointed in that. <laughs> and I'm going to edit her part out. So it's just. <laughs> Your ass. Jason's frozen. He's moving fine on my end. You're not all. I no, now you. he's now he's back. Uh-huh. I never lost his audio or nothing. Oh, I I did. Maybe it's me this time. Oh my God, we're all having issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, not I, I, I never had a problem with you, Jason. I was probably on Kathy's end. If not, I'll fill in your audio for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, God. I'm Jason. I like the movies. <laughs> <laughs> do, do like the Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> the narration. <laughs> And by the way, the song I kept thinking is, I was made for loving you, baby. Baby, you, you were, were made for loving me. <laughs> okay, I had to get that out there. Because wanted, wanted, dead, dead or alive. You're supposed to let me finish it off. Okay, let's try again. Oh, wait, I that, like didn't sound good. that didn't sound good. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode is going to end with Kathy saying, you're supposed to let me finish it off. That's that's how they're all going to end. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then Jason uh, going, she's going to blow him away. 
<laughs> Which I do have a sound clip of. Uh, you're supposed to let me finish it off. She's going to blow him away. <laughs>